0: Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts.
1: Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 74 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about trending collectibles.
0: Trending collectibles. Hold hold on just a second. Let me dust my crystal ball to see if I can look into it and figure out what's going to be trending here.
1: That's what the bottom line is.
0: Pretty much. But you know, most pickers and flippers have a system that they use for determining What's likely to trend or or bring a good price, that sort of thing. Deck you've picked for decades. What kind of system do you use? And are you able to predict trends most of the time?
1: Well, when I was really um young, no <laughs> back in the <laughs> in, day. <laughs> really? Really? You mean pre-internet, way back then. I'll tell you when I'm doing eBay workshops or I'm consulting or anything like that, people will always ask me, Dana, what's the hottest selling things just on eBay? What's what can I sell on eBay? I'm gonna make millions and what what's a fast buck, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's there's no magic formula as far as I'm concerned. There's there's mm-hmm. no get rich quick and you know, find that magic item. And find lots of it, buckets of it. (laughs) Right. But trending to me is, is a matter of research and taking a look at the internet. Bottom line is when something's trending on Twitter, for example, it's trending because a lot of people are talking about it. Right. And a lot of people start talking about it generally because it's in the news or... Um, It just was released from a toy factory or toy manufacturer or something changed. And so everybody's talking about it and then it starts trending. Mm -hmm. And then if you check out the current market value on the item, like a race car driver passes away. Right. So now he's trending then suddenly his toys are trending his his memorabilia his collectibles everything starts trending and the prices skyrocket right and then they start going down mm-hmm. so when you discover a trend i i feel social media is is the top place to find what's trending as far as collectibles go
0: and what's your process when you're out in the field picking? Have you already kept up on what, what you feel the trends are and things you're going to keep an eye out for? Or do you go out and look for specific things? Explain what you do in the field. Well, honestly, I don't
1: keep up on the trends. I will, when I'm out in the field, I I still look for what catches my eye. <laughs> and, then, and then I do on-the-spot research.
0: I have... A general framework that I use when I'm out. This framework is broad, and I will miss things, but it's served me well over the years. Mm-hmm. When I'm out, sale or an auction, and and something catches my eye, the first question I ask myself is: Is this a consumer good that has an element of nostalgia to it? Because The entire collectibles business is built on nostalgia. People will collect things because they give them warm fuzzies (laughs) when they were (laughs) kids and so on. So as pickers, when we find things that might fit that bill for somebody, uh, if we buy them, we know that eventually they're going to sell. But we have to be careful. There's a sweet spot for collectors. Collectors... Generally, start collecting after they're about 30, and they start to slow down as they approach 60. So the sweet spot for uh, selling to collectors, the buyer, is between the ages of 30 and 60. Now, before 30, people are growing up, going through their adolescence, going through their uh, the maturing process, and getting an education, and you know, learning the ins and outs of dating and acquiring skills, that sort of thing, going to college. But as once, by the time they've turned 30, they've pretty much gone through that growing up process. And they're interested in homes and families and jobs and careers. And the interests change. It's they moved into a different segment of their life. But once they get into that next segment of their life and they find out How hard it is (laughs) to keep all of those balls in the air and keep it going, they start to get nostalgic for when they were young. So, when I look at something, the first thing I do is figure out the leading edge for that particular collectible. So, this is 2022. I would say folks that are 30 years old this year were born in 1992. Nostalgic merchandise to them. Will be things that came out in the in the '90s, up to about 2010, something like that. I figure it's about 15 years. Some people push it to 20, but I'm comfortable in that 15-year range. So if if you find something that is, say, an early game system, uh, a Game Boy, or an Atari, or or something like that. That fits right in there. Someone that's 30 years old is going to love that because it's what they grew up with. And if I were to buy that system, I know for sure that it's going to sell. And I got about 30 years to sell it, (laughs) at least 10, 15 years to sell it. And I know it's going to sell in there because that whole generation is coming on they're turning 30 they're starting to collect there will be a lot of competition for that game system Mm -hmm. on the other hand you might be a little young for this but maybe not do you remember the Andy griffith show of course okay you're i watched it i live in the blue ridge mountains of virginia and about 30 miles from me down the mountain is the town of Mount Airy, North Carolina. And Mount Airy is where Andy Griffith grew up. It's his hometown. Mm -hmm. And the fictional town of Mayberry is based on Mount Airy. So Mount Airy has a huge tourist industry based on Andy Griffith. Uh, They've got things from the show are real in Mount Airy. There's an actual uh, Snappy Lunch, Floyd's Barbershop, all the things you see from the show. And the town has an Andy Griffith theater with active shows, and there are Andy Griffith collectibles and souvenirs all in every shop in town. I mean, it's just crazy for Andy fun. Griffith. It's fun if you're our age. Yeah. But in another few years, the younger generations will have no nostalgic feelings. Mm-hmm. for for Andy Griffith mm-hmm. because they didn't grow up with it. Yeah. So, you know, in another 5 years that'll all be gone and Mount Airy, Mount Airy will have to figure out something else to bring in tourists. So, going there and buying Andy Griffith and Mayberry related collectibles, it's just there's the trend is is aging out and it's not going to be there anymore. So, you have to figure out when you're buying something where you are in the demographic trend and mm-hmm. how long is it going to take for this aging out? Who's your market going to be? And that I've been doing that long enough that I can look at something and it just happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Within a few seconds, I've made that determination. Now, if I make that determination, then I'm going to go to a place like WorthPoint or eBay, someplace where I can research the data and find out what they're really going for
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then find out would they sell for six months ago if, if I've got a good enough database or would they sell for sure. a year ago? What are they selling for now? So all of my trends are for collectibles. They apply to collectibles only. I don't do, uh, I will buy other things for investments like high quality furniture, jewelry, watches, artwork. Those things tend to have stable values relatively but uh, it's collectibles where you can catch a wave and ride with it. Okay, Dana, this is a good place to pause for a word from our sponsor. So let's do that and we'll be right back. Dealers, you don't have to build your own reference library. WorthPoint has done it for you. With WorthPoint's digital library, you can access over 1000 books on antiques and collectibles in one convenient place. Find the info you need quickly. Search books by title or author or subject. Dig deep using a keyword search. Don't waste time digging through pages of Google results. Get there quicker with Worthpoint. For a 7-day, seven, seven lookup free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about trending collectibles. Let's pick up where we left off.
1: Well, speaking of eBay, they do have a page that's interesting. Um, If you do a search, it's called export.ebay.com. And they have a marketing, top-selling, best-selling categories. They show you what's popular on eBay right now with a year-to-date summary. And the page is updated once a month, I believe. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing about it is they show you the top categories, but they don't show you the top items. But I mean, that can be helpful, but it still is so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, under collectibles, the number one category right now on eBay is military, mili- military World War II items. Right. Number two is decorative collectibles. Well, what the heck?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> That could mean a million things. Right. And then number three is collectible lighters, matchboxes, and other smoking
0: supplies. Interesting. Isn't it? In an era of non-smoking, yes. that should be collectible. I, yeah, I guess people have nostalgic feelings for those. So what do you think of that? Am I am I off base in, in thinking that collectibles should be something that you grew up with?
1: No, I, I can definitely see that. Although I mean, there's the investment collector that, right. you know, looks for what's trending so that they can make money on on investment. When I did another Google search, I found a page that shared uh, the top trending investments. And interesting enough, Michael Jordan was at the top of the list under collectibles. And I thought that was so interesting because um Again, Michael Jordan, there's so much. But I did notice that uh, the Space Jam toys were making a comeback. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting because that could fall into your
0: theory. I'm not even familiar with Space Jam. What is it?
1: Well, Space Jam was uh, a movie Mm -hmm. that Michael Jordan interacted with cartoon characters. And it was a movie called Space Jam. Right. And my, my children were young and enjoyed it. And my son actually has the Michael Jordan Space Jam figurines. Right. And, um, well, I have them in a tub.
0: But <laughs> when did the movie come out? 90s. 90s. How old are you, kids?
1: Um, 30, th- I think
0: 34, 35. Okay. That fits with my theory. Came out in the 90s. Exactly. They're collecting. Uh, Once they hit 30. So anything along those lines, anything it's easy using the internet to go in and and find out what things were popular 30 years ago. It's easy. So if you get a feel for what those things are, I don't have one much because I mean, my younger son was born in 85. So he might have some kind of feel for what was going on in the 90s but i I don't <laughs> right. I don't because I right. was running a business and and taking kids to ball games and band practice and that sort of thing. I didn't do a whole lot of shopping,
1: yeah, so I thought it was interesting, though, that Michael Jordan was at the top of the list. and then I mean, that includes everything from um, trading cards to shoes the nike shoes michael jordan shoes and the list just goes on the michael jordan collectibles right why is he trending i don't know so also what i'll do is i will look at trends on google every once in a while i'll just put in a, a google search on what's trending and i think it's fascinating to to take a look at that you know once in a while right and it does open up your eyes a little bit, especially if you're heading for a treasure hunt or you're going to go to the, you know, a state sale or something like that. It doesn't hurt to go take a quick look at what's trending. I do it when I think of it. Right. Or if I'm going to go to a Worth Point treasure hunt, um, our next one is in um, Houston and Dallas mm-hmm. and it's with the Salvation Army. So it's kind of limited because it's all just within the Salvation Army. But a lot of stuff gets donated there, so you never know what you're going to find right. when you treasure hunt at the, those types of locations. Especially in the toys bins, the toy bins are always loaded, and they're fun to dig through. Mm-hmm. So if you're on top of what's trending, then um, it's it is helpful.
0: Right. I like your suggestion about using Google Trends. I've never used that as part of my research process when picking. Yeah. for readers who don't use it, the website is trends.google.com. I use that all the time for researching subjects to write about, but not to buy. So if you put in into the search bar there a a keyword for the item you're looking for, it will let you know how many Google searches were done for that item over a period of time. And you can go back weeks. Mm -hmm. You can go back to the end of the year. I think you can go back five years. Mm -hmm. and see what the the trends are in the search for that item. Now, for a lot of things in the collectibles arena, they don't generate enough searches that Google would even register it. But if it registers with Google on their trends, then there will be a fair amount of people uh, looking for it. And you you can tell by looking at that graph, is the line moving up or is the line moving down? and do you want to buy it or not if it's uh, if it's on its way down but that's mm-hmm. a good idea i'll keep that in mind well bottom
1: line is you know like i mentioned at the beginning that what's trending is what people are searching for sure and the popularity of that search right so it's interesting i remember back in the day in the early years of ebay they had a page that was called the Pulse, mm-hmm. the eBay Pulse. And everybody wanted to be on that page. Everybody wanted their items on that page. And it all it took to be on that page is to get a lot of clicks on your items. Right. If you got a lot of clicks on your items, chances are very good you're going to show up on the Pulse. Right, And it was crazy years where Early years of, of bots. <laughs> bots, I think, were just coming out. And so all you needed was a good bot. <laughs> right. And you would show up on the Pulse. Right. And um, it was kind of a cutthroat area of the early years of eBay.
0: Early years were the wild, wild west. That's right. And, uh, you know, fortunately, eBay has matured over the years. Uh, in my opinion, it's become a much more reliable marketplace. Uh, despite whatever issues they may might have, there. Let me mention that there are a few other websites that I refer to from time to time. Uh, there is one titled WhatSellsBest dot com. what dot com.
1: Thanks.
0: And it's about ebay and ebay collectibles and Mm -hmm. and uh, they have lots of categories they've been around a long time and they have sections like holy grail finds, money makers guides to identification and ballpark values that sort of thing but ultimately when you drill down into this this website and others like it no matter how good they are ultimately they say don't take our word for it do your own research (laughs) And that's where uh, high quality databases like WorthPoint uh, and eBay come in handy because yep. they've got enough data to work with. Right. Ultimately, it's it's important to do your research, try to get on the right side of the trends. Uh, you want to be looking right now at early 90s game systems and not Andy Griffith <laughs> collectibles, for example. <laughs> But there are ultimately, you just have to get into it and roll up your sleeves and do the research.
1: Sure. Another thing I wanted to point out was holiday trends. Everybody's thinking about preparing for the holidays. Holidays is money-making time. Right. I should say higher odds for money-making. So a lot of people are wanting to get in on the action with what's hot, what's going to be the hot selling toys, what's going to be hot this this holiday season. And what I learned to do in my early years, and it still works today, is to subscribe to Target, Walmart, subscribe to all of the, the big toy stores or the big box, whatever um, items that you're into, the category Best Buy. Right. And when you subscribe to their newsletter, then they're going to send out the front page. The top news is going to be items that are going to be, they're going to have in stock. But not only are they going to have in stock, but they turn out to be the trend in the end. And I've seen it happen over the decades. Right. and. It still works today. So what I suggest to do is have an email address dedicated just for newsletters. Right. And then um, I like to use Gmail because then I can color code <laughs> my right. my my emails and you know target. You got red and Walmart blue, and you know you can sort through them and have them auto archive or whatever, so that on your trending. Research day that you sit down at your computer, you can go to that email and then go ahead and start looking through the headliners. Right. And chances are that those are going to be the hot
0: sellers for the season. Excellent tip, Dana. Thank you. Good.
1: I've learned that all on my own.
0: Quite a bag of tricks there. Good. Well, it's <laughs> glad that you shared them. Okay, Dana, well, here we are at the end of another episode, and I'm looking up at my clock, and it's going tick-tock and trending, and I think my clock is fast. But anyway, we'll (laughs) we'll wrap it up right here, and thanks for joining me. It's been nice.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Wayne.
0: Sure. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, Brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.